This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. Packer and Durham. It's the last time you're ever going to see us on a Thursday. I promise you. 844-SAY-ACCN is the number no, for the No, it's not. Yes, it you is. Know. You never know. I know. know. I know. I don't know what okay. they told right. you, but I know this is it. Thursday, the last Thursday okay. show, I promise you. Uh, we continue to stream live. What about like the Thursday of the ACC kickoff nope. and we might do something just hanging out or something? Nope, that will not be Packer and Durham. Sorry. I don't know if you've heard, but uh, tomorrow <laughs> it's it. Over. Get it all over you. This is it. We are tapping out. It's uh, all she wrote. ESPN right. said, hey, enough of you idiots. Got to get some fresh blood in here. Yep. See ya. Catch ya. Gone. There we go. Uh, How are we doing? <laughs> I'm good. It's great to be with you. Uh, I, I want to say this right off the top. After yesterday's announcement, I, I am grateful, humbled huh. um, about the notes and the text and the messages and the tweets and the grams and the phone calls and uh, emails. I mean, thank you, people. Thank you so much. I mean, it is it is touching to know that uh, we connected with so many of you in so many different ways, and we are grateful for that. I, I'm, I'm going to speak for you, Pac. I'm sorry. I You're, didn't well, mean to. Do, don't. I mean, because I was going to tell everybody to leave us alone. We just want some peace and quiet. <laughs> no, go ahead. Stop. No, um, I I just I am grateful that people have um, seen kind of what. We talked about doing when we sat around that table with Drew and Josh in Bristol back in what late July, early August when we went to rookie camp. <laughs> um, you know, it just uh, it just means a lot. So thank you yeah. for the notes, and we're excited to have today and tomorrow will be a lot of laughs. And then you know, like we said yesterday, we're still going to be around ACC Network on a variety of different levels and places like that but just not in this particular forum so thank you and by the way i'm not going to go very far thank you to scotty rose Grounty for being one of the great sports of all time yesterday awesome uh in our visit with her she was terrific so was her mom because um, if her mom was on time none of that would have happened that idea which came out of thin air if mom was not getting better service at starbucks i'm not sure that would have happened so that's where that whole thing got started right you missed it yesterday so anyway Thank you for that moment yesterday on 657, and we're excited about 658 and 659 tomorrow. So there you go. How's that? Uh, yes. No, you're 100% right. I mean, um, I, you know, I kind of felt like we went to a funeral yesterday. I was like, what? You know, guys, it's going to be okay. I mean, the show's going right. to end, okay. but we're going to be moving, man. It's going to be... Again, just right. stay... All I'm going to tell you is stay tuned. All right? Just stay tuned. Right. But, but the way we are compacted now from 7 to 10, that part of it will end on Friday. But, I mean, I almost felt like we went to a mm -hmm. funeral yesterday. I mean, after a while, the tweets and the texts and stuff. And, I, again, like you said, I appreciate everybody sending everything to us, which was very nice and kind. But it's I kind right. of felt like I was watching a funeral. And it was like, no, it's, it's not. It's not. A, I mean, it's, it's bittersweet that this part of it, this chapter is going to close mm -hmm. But man, the next chapter. Wait till this book's going to be very cool, and, and uh, well, folks, I think folks are going to dig it. It's going to be neat. <laughs> and here's the other thing: we're friends, okay? Mark and I are okay. <laughs> I mean, we're good. We're. <laughs> <laughs> Check the date again. Oh yeah, Thursdays. We get along on Thursdays. 
<laughs> we better because we're going to dinner tonight. And oh, by the way, if, yeah. you, if you're in the Charlotte area and you see uh, me and Mrs. P and Wes and uh, we're huddled around the Waffle House or Bojangles or where we're going to dinner tonight, uh, don't bother us. Seriously, we uh, we really don't want to be bothered. Stop, really? No, Come on, you clown. <laughs> no, no, we, it, it's, um, but it was, listen, the responses were awesome. And by the way, can I just put things yeah. in perspective? And, and let me, I, let me be serious for a second. Okay. Yeah, you know how much you know how much I love social media, right? And I, I deal with it. Right. It's like it's of all the things I have on my to do list, it's truly at the very bottom of I can't wait to get involved with social media. So yesterday, uh, Amy and we we're talking during the day, and I was like, "Gosh, man, there's so many people have responded. It's going to take forever to respond." It was just like when the SiriusXM thing went two months ago. I mean, I'm still answering texts and messages and all that stuff. And I'll answer every one of them. I promise you I do. So yesterday, Wes, uh, it was brought to my attention that on the ACC Network um, Twitter account, they put a clip from the show of us saying, hey, here's an announcement, yada, yada, yada. And, and it was brought to my attention that as of this morning, nearly 225,000 views I'm not stuttering. 225,000 views of that clip were on ACC Network. And I was like, wow, that's kind of embarrassing, (laughs) to be honest with you. I mean, it's a lot of mugs. uh, Yeah. So, uh, but to put it in perspective, and I want folks to listen to me a second. And they're going, wow, 225,000 people had nothing better to do than watch that three minute clip yesterday. Yeah, I guess. But to put it in perspective, on the very same Twitter account at ACC Network, the squirrel that ran for a touchdown at Louisville, they had, and this was a couple years ago, that squirrel scoring the touchdown uh, had 315,000 views. So the way I look at it, here's my goal for everyone that loves Packer and Durham. You basically have two days for this show to catch the Louisville squirrel. We are 90,000 views away from overcoming a squirrel that scored a touchdown during a Louisville football game. And if you guys really do love the show, seriously, you can send us messages and we appreciate that. But what would really be an indicator is if you got the word out Stop. to go to the ACC Network Twitter account and just watch our announcement. It's only three minutes. You got three minutes. Our goal is that by the end of business tomorrow, when we turn out the lights officially on Packer and Durham, it would be really, and it would mean a lot to me personally, being the social media maven that I am, if Packer and Durham could overtake the squirrel from Louisville on the ACC Network account. That's my goal. That is what I want to accomplish I, um, in our three plus years, our 1,028 shows and 659 television shows. If we could catch the Louisville squirrel. I, I am uh, somewhat um, touched by that because I happened to be alongside James Bates when the Louisville squirrel happened. What year was that? And he took off. Uh, that was 2018. 
a year right. before the network launched. All right. So that's our goal. Get the word out. Go to Twitter. If you don't have a Twitter account, mm-hmm. log on, become a member, whatever. It's not going to cost you anything. Go to at ACC Network and just watch us. We are 90,000 views behind the squirrel. And we have to catch that little SOB <laughs> by the end of business tomorrow. That's the deal. That's the goal. <laughs> Lost your mind. I haven't lost my mind at all. You know why? Oh, my gosh. You know why, Wes? You'll finally realize, you know what? That Packer, he's an idiot. But you know what? Look how many people went to the ACC Network Twitter account. You know what? Smart guy. That guy may be on to something. I'm just telling you. We're 90,000 behind. We should have an update as the show goes on. I think we were at 224,000 views of our announcement yesterday and the Louisville squirrels. Now, don't look at the Louisville squirrel because if you look at the Louisville squirrel, it's a wash. Forget the Louisville squirrel. Just pay attention to our announcement at ACC Network. Now, I hope the social media people will appreciate this publicity. All right, there it goes. Words out. We're 90,000 behind. It's like a telethon. We have two days and we're 90,000 views behind. That's the deal. Go for it. Tag, you're it. You're like... You're like Jerry Lewis on a Labor That's day. it. We're 90,000. <laughs> we're 90,000 behind. We have to. If we can, listen, of all the work that we've done and all the brilliant, the truly talented, brilliant people behind the scenes who have put in a ridiculous amount of time to make this show. And again, we try to, to touch every school, all the sports. That's what we do. We don't just throw a dart at just football. All we're going to do is talk about one team all the time. That's what some people do. <laughs> Boring. We talk about everybody. All that work that's been done over three plus years, the least we could do is get the word out that we're 90,000 behind the squirrel. If we could do that, we've done something. There you go. Puts it totally in perspective. We will, uh, we're going to dive a little bit more into uh, you're dis- some you're of the disappointed. Wait, wait, topics. You're, wait, wait, you're a little disappointed, aren't you? You, you thought, hey, 225,000 views, we're big time. And then I put, I just kind of put, I put the cement well, shoes on you a second. You can't believe the squirrels no, have much well, farther in front of us. Oh, I can, because let me tell you what happened. Let me, can I tell you the after effect of the squirrel? Since I No, was I don't want you to promote the squirrel. This is why we're 90 behind, 90K. Well, this, okay. All I'll tell you is the Monday after the ball game at Louisville, the squirrel was on the Today Show, Good Morning America, and CBS This Morning. And, by the way, CNN Daybreak. Well, isn't that indicative of how lousy their programming is? I mean, we would never put a squirrel on on ACC Network. I mean, the, the, the fact I was that, doing the game, the fact that Al I Roker, was doing the game, so I yeah, gotta feel like they. No, it had nothing to do with you. No, to park the ego a second. The fact that Al Roker was sharing the stage with a squirrel tells you how lousy the Today yeah. Show's programming must be. Good God, well, we would be back then. I mean, hey, have they ever won? Best sports show in a basement with two dogs? Me. No. Two you know dogs, why? Yeah. You know why they didn't? Because they got a squirrel. Twice. Why yeah, did we win? <laughs> We've got Chester yeah. and Fuller. Advantage us. So tag yeah. your it. Let's chase the squirrel. Let's catch him. There you go. All right, now I'm done. All right. Um yeah, good. We've got uh college football schedule update, the three five five. A few more notes there, including we can do this now that we know it's coming. Packer has mentioned from time to time in the last, oh, I don't know, six months since this thing kind of became a thing, that 
had we had the three five five a few years ago, we would have had Clemson Louisville part two in Charlotte. Ooh, 2016. Uh, for the ACC championship. 2016. Yeah. That's not the only one we would have had that probably would have potentially sent two teams to the ACC, from the ACC possibly to the CFP or to the New Year's Six. Remember, there were a few years where the ACC only sent the one team, right, into the CFP or the BCS or what have you. We're going to show you the what-ifs. There hadn't been division championships, and we'll do that coming up uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. Um, And I hope beyond the announcement yesterday – we had a terrific time visiting with somebody that represented the seven national championships in the ACC. Um, and we will talk about that as well. And uh, hopefully you'll get to see some of Scotty Rose Granny going through a Starbucks. So <laughs> Which good. was um, as good a moment as we've had. Um, oh, wow. We've got some college football. Really? We've I mean, got no some- disrespect. I mean, it was. I think we should bring Scotty back. We only, it's either today or tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, she's busy, but she yeah. was tremendous um, yesterday. Really great. Yep. Yeah. We college football anniversaries to talk about uh, historically uh, from an ACC perspective. Uh, we'll get to your phone calls. 844-SAY-ACCN-729-2226. Nine o'clock hour is busy. Link Jarrett, the new head baseball coach at Florida State, will be here at nine. And at 930, his boss the man that brought Link Jarrett back to Tallahassee, Michael Alford, who has uh, been with us before at Amelia Island and was terrific. We're looking forward to having him join us again. He's the vice president, director of athletics at Florida State. And he was one of the guys that gave us a lot of insight behind 355, too. Right. I mean, I, I thought his perspective on 355 at Amelia Island was really, really interesting. And now that it is going to happen, how does he feel about it? And, you know, he certainly had a feel that day for the give and the get in that process. And um, did it turn out, from an AD's perspective, the way he had hoped? So we look forward to checking in with Michael Lawford uh, coming at uh, 9.30 this morning. So all that and more, we've had terrific response. You all have been very kind, as we said at the top. Social media, we'll show you some of those and more. Um, and when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll dive into a handful of other things, too. Um, and no telling what's going to happen in this show today and then tomorrow for sure. Holy cow. Well, you know, we had uh, ESPN executives uh, here in the basement yesterday. And uh, I asked them if they're coming back today. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, we're coming back. But probably later, probably later. So uh, I think that kind of puts in perspective, Wes. So, you know, you can be on your best behavior for the the power hour. So I'm going to give you the little heads up there just for you. (laughs) Because <laughs> if, if we get an overhead shot right. real quick, if we get a real quick an upper deck shot. I like to do my Western directing here. Yeah. Uh, Chester is back in mm-hmm. his comfortable spot since Aaron Katzman kicked right. Chester out of the uh, Roger Goodell chair yesterday. And, of course, Fuller uh, is, is missing you. But uh, you'll be here tomorrow, though, in the basement for the final show. That's right. Yeah, Buddy Fuller. Uh, looking forward for Buddy West, huh? Yep. So, yeah, we'll be good. Looking forward to it. You got All it. right. When we come back, we'll – We'll get underway. Packer and Durham on a uh, Thursday. These schedules are out. Winners, losers, permanent partners. How does it all stack up? We'll get to that more next on ACC Network. Good morning. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. Packer and Durham. I've got good news. 
What's in a span that? of five minutes, we're now only 89,000 views behind the squirrel. 89, and just like that, 1,000 we picked up in the last five minutes. You're doing your job, America. Let's go. Let's get it done. All right, Wes. Uh, I know you want to get the schedules because that's me. what you love to talk. You love the scheduling. <laughs> yeah, I know you're not. You, you don't want to be overthrown by a squirrel. But uh, I know no, no, you're Mister. No. You're the schedule king. Go for it. Let's let's go. Um, <laughs> I was getting ready to tell you coming up in this hour. A I should have said this going to break, and I apologize. Coming up in this hour. Those of you who've watched the show for a long time or listened back to the days of the Central, by the way, um, at at 745, we're going to tell you about a 959 from last Friday. That's what we're going to do. Not a 1005. Heck no. We weren't even cleared of the credits of the show last Friday when something happened. Pac, do you know that? I did. I'm not aware of this one. Yeah, what do I tell you? Do we have another ACC quarterback oh, yeah. try to get, to jump the fence and uh, get into the uh, premises? No, no. We had we had a release go out at nine fifty nine last Friday. Don't know anything about. We it. ended the show literally, and I looked down, and there was the email in the inbox. Nine fifty nine. So we'll talk about that coming up. All right. All right. The, we, we mentioned this at the top. The ACC has gone to the 355. Um, it's going to start playing 23. 23, 24, 25, and 26 is where the current grid lies. Now, I had an interesting conversation yesterday with Roddy Jones, who thinks that the three opponents that you're going to play every year have a real chance for long-term success if you want to establish the rivalries, right? If you want to kind of develop something between a Louisville and a Georgia Tech or whatever, Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, uh, things of that nature. However, where is the success? What can we look for with these partners? We talked yesterday briefly about winning percentages right now of teams against those three. Um here again is the look. BC gets Miami, Pitt, and Syracuse. Clemson gets Florida State, Georgia Tech, and NC State. Duke gets the three North Carolina schools, something I didn't think was going to happen, and it did. Florida State gets Clemson and Miami and Syracuse. Uh, you keep looking, Georgia Tech draws Louisville, Clemson, and Wake Forest. There you see Louisville. With the Jackets, the Canes, and Virginia. That one was interesting during the uh, feedback portion of our show following Amelia Island. Miami gets BC, Florida State, and Louisville. So, as Pac noted yesterday, no Virginia Tech. Both schools, I think, are a little disappointed that didn't happen. Then we get to North Carolina and NC State. And the order, and with the... uh, Tar Heels, they get Duke, NC State, and Virginia, one of the South's oldest rivalries. NC State, Clemson, Duke, Carolina. Now, Pitt gets BC, Syracuse, Virginia Tech. Now, remember what BC had at the top with Miami, Pitt, and Syracuse, and more on that in a moment. BC, Florida State, and Pitt for the Orange. And then we wrap it up with Virginia. We told you about Louisville and Carolina. Obviously, the Commonwealth Cup for Cavaliers and the Hokies. The Hokies get Pitt in Virginia. 
And then Wake gets Duke, Georgia Tech, and Virginia Tech. So, we talked yesterday, Pac, and here, here's my question. Can, I know you, you mentioned Miami and Virginia Tech, and, and we know that's disappointing because that was a great Big East rivalry. It went for about 30, and it has gone for about 30 years because of their extension into the ACC in early 2000s. Um, but do you see, remember all those ADs talking to us and some coaches about the get a little, give a little, and we mentioned it yesterday, but the more you kind of look into this, you, I think you can see where you had to give a little to get a little in the cases of these three opponents and the way it works out. So what, what's the question? My, my question is, can you see that reflected in the way you look at their permanent three? Like, for instance, I know the disappointment of Virginia Tech and Miami's there, but you had to keep some other things. And in the case of Virginia Tech, they got a, a chance with Wake Forest, who they've actually had some interesting games with in the last couple of years. I mean, you don't get Miami. You do get Pittsburgh, which I think is an interesting renewal of a series in the Big East that was wildly entertaining. The Commonwealth Cup obviously stays, but you do have to – you don't get Miami, but you get something with Wake Forest. You follow me on that? I mean, I think yeah, everybody I, had to, to concede a little bit. I said this yesterday. Uh, when you have 14 people, smart people, walk into the room – with their agenda, a personal agenda, and also the agenda of what's in the best interest for the league. You can't keep everybody 100% happy. It's just, you can't. I mean, you can go, right. you go find your best 14 friends and get everybody in the room and go, hey, let's go to dinner tonight. Yeah, I got news for right. you. There's going to be somebody who's going to be disappointed, even though you're going to have a great meal. And, and that's still kind of how I feel about when it comes to scheduling. And that's why I said yesterday, I, I thought, that, 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 first of all, I like the format. I think the format is a win-win for the players, the coaches, the fans, and television, your partners, which would be ESPN, obviously, with where we're coming from. Because you get better games, right? You get a chance to see everybody. That, that's something that, that we did not have prior to this announcement. So I think you got to look from 30,000 feet down and go, okay, you know what? You bettered your schedule from just, if anything else, you have an assist to everybody. Everybody get a chance to come to your house. You get a chance to go to their house in the span of four years. There's no downside to that whatsoever. The only the only game that popped off the screen to me that I'm like, doggone, we're not going to get on a consistent basis is Miami Virginia Tech because I think when I start talking right. about brands, football brands in this league, and you're going to say, hey, all right, give me the top four or five brands. Uh, Virginia Tech and Miami are in that list. And the fact that we're not going to get that game every single year uh, is a dip for me mm-hmm. as a fan. That's a bummer because, I mean, I think both fan bases kind of like to see the other guy. They've, they've got a tradition and a history with each other long before they joined our league. So that, that was disappointing. Right. But I get it. I mean, you can't keep everybody happy. Now, the thing that you whatever your conversation was with Roddy. You know, what you don't know is is who's going to be hot five years from now. Who can go on a consistent run? Um, you know, does Dave Clawson continue to rock and roll? Could very well happen. Is Dave Dorn going to take NC State from, hey, we always kind of went eight or nine, and now we're going to bust down the double-digit number, and that's who we're going to be for the next five years? We'll find right. out. Does Pat Narduzzi got pit football back where all of a sudden, guess what? We're rocking in the Northeast. We're kicking West Virginia around. We beat Tennessee again, yada, yada, yada. We won an ACC title. We're recruiting well. And we are a – I mean, you don't know the ebbs and flows 
of who else can be really good other than your quote-unquote brands. And I'm not knocking that Pitt doesn't have a brand or NC State, but I'm talking about the national big time. When you think college football and the ACC, hey, those are the names that come to mind. So you don't know who's going to emerge out of this group. Is it NC State, Wake, North Carolina, Pitt, Louisville, uh, who can get hot and all of a sudden be one of those kind of teams, kind of like what Dabo did at Clemson 10 years ago, and they've been on this crazy run and the rest is history. So you don't know how any of that's going to play out. So it's kind of hard to crystal ball all of it. But I think on the surface in the right. short term, because that's kind of what we're talking now is really short-term scheduling. I think this is a beneficial move for the league because you get a chance to see everybody in your building over a span of four years. And what is wrong with that? So I think anybody that's kind of like right. anti this idea, hey, I, come up with one that's better because I, I don't know of one. Mm-hmm. I think this was a really smart move by the league. I do. I like it. I think, I think the other thing is this too. And this is kind of where the discussion with Roddy was about the sustainability of the three permanents and then keep rotating the five-five portion of it, right? And I don't know that that I don't know that we'll get to that part. I mean, I, I maybe I think that's why you do this in a four-year window. I think you do this in a four-year window because twenty-three and twenty-four are going to be normal years, and twenty-five and twenty-six are going to be expanded years back the way the way it looks right now. Correct. And so you're going to have two years of what we knew as the current CFP and then two years of what maybe the new CFP is. Now, sure, could everybody get in the same room and start kumbaya and and we go that thing in 24? I guess so, but it doesn't look likely. That being said, the ACC potentially has a very good opportunity to get two and maybe three and who knows with a flyer year what you might be able to drive with this as opposed to hey let's throw the two division winners up there and hope for the best underneath because we know what that has shown to be even in a new year six format beyond the cfp well i just think that i've said this from day one it's inevitable the college football playoff is going to expand Uh, i know folks there are some that wanted Mm -hmm. it to happen yesterday that did not happen so get over yourselves it's going to happen there's just too much money at stake and again i have given you my theory that i think it's got everything to do with television partners and money 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 and that's why the numbers are going to go up and everybody will eventually agree to that um The only way to get into it, though, Wes, is to win. And what will change with the college football playoff expansion is that since we've had Mm -hmm. the college football playoff, which started in 2014, we have never, ever seen a team with two losses or more make it. It's not happening. You get two L's, you're gone, brother. I don't care what league you think you're from or all that good stuff. You have two, you're through. That has been consistent every single year of the college football playoff. When this thing expands, and it will, you're going to see teams with multiple losses in the college football playoff. And I say that whether this thing goes from 4 to 8 or 4 to 12 or 4 to whatever your favorite number is, right? Because it's going to expand. So multiple loss teams are going to get into the tournament eventually. So therefore, Mm -hmm. I'll say this again. I don't care who your permanent three are. I like the fact that you're going to play everybody in your league. Just go win your games. Yep. You win, you got a chance. You do. And and the, the world of, hey, I like divisions better, if that's what makes you happy, knock yourself out. I think you're going to see that in the Big 12 because they're expanding. And I think you're going to basically see everybody else 
get away from divisions. The Pac-12's done it. The ACC's done it. Big Ten's talking about it. And, of course, with the SEC and Greg Sankey and those guys, with the eventual additions of Oklahoma and Texas, they'll have to figure out how their scheduling is going to be and so forth. But it's a good problem to have. But I, I think you're going to just see basically the best teams get in. And that's the way it should be mm. for a national championship. So just go win your games. And, and don't worry about, oh, my God, this team could be a develop into something. Hey, if it does, great. If it doesn't, the goal is still simple. If you think you're a college football playoff team, whether we've got four or 12 that make the dance, go win your games. And if you lose two in the yep. current system, you're done. You're not getting in. There you go. All right. Those are some early thoughts on the schedules. Uh, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll get back to the uh, what if there were no divisions before. And also, do you know there are three ACC teams that never won a division? Bar bet. We'll touch on that, too. That is a yep. bar bet. We'll come back to that in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, when we come back, though, 2022 is going to feature some anniversaries. Wait, is that Julius Dawkins, one of my all-time favorite pit players? Watch this dance. There we go, ahead of his time. We'll tell you what anniversaries are going to be celebrated around the ACC when college football returns in September next. Packer and Durham. Packer and Durham, good news. In the last segment, we picked up another 1,000 views. We are 88,000 behind the squirrel. Get after it. We got to get after it. 844-SAY-ACCN. We need you, America. We do. We need you, America. Show your support. Can't lose to a squirrel. It's embarrassing. All right. 844-SAY-ACCN calls John in Charlottesville. Gets us going this morning. John, how are you, sir? Hey, uh, I'm uh, doing well, Wes. Calling uh, from the home of the uh, last ACC college baseball national champion. That's true. And uh, I just true. wanted to uh, tell you guys, uh, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to tell you guys that uh, as a longtime uh, college baseball fan, um, your coverage during the uh, tournament uh, and before, but uh, mainly during the tournament, uh, was uh, was spectacular. Um, I watch uh, a lot of college baseball. I follow a lot of uh, websites like D1 Baseball. And you guys, your knowledge of the ACC teams and the players and the coaches was really just off the charts. And I felt like I learned more from watching you guys cover college baseball than all the other ESPN, ESPN family of networks uh, combined. So, well, that's um, just John. That's to very kind of shout out. John, I appreciate that very much. But I will tell you, again, just personally, I, I love baseball. But uh, the guys at D one are awesome. But man, I'm going to tell you what: yep. squeeze play, KP. All of our guys on ACC Network. I mean, we I, again to, to brag yep. on the company. Uh, and I'm not just throwing the dart on, on what we do, but, man, ESPN rocks college baseball. I mean, college softball and college yep. baseball, if you love those two sports, and nobody does it better yep. than, than our folks. I mean, they are all over. Yep. And the, the, real, the, I mean, the people that really know the sport are outstanding. They are great at what they do. You're spot on with that. Yeah, I think uh, 
Um, Pac, did you have another question you wanted to ask John? Is John still with us? No, he's gone. I was going to ask John if he's a real estate agent. He's still there? John, are you there? I am, yeah. You don't happen to be a real estate agent. You're not? Okay. All right. Sorry about that. I'm a a retired CIA officer. You're waiting. Whoa, You're, hey, whoa. hey. Time hey, out now. Hey, a, a retired hey, CIA hey. officer, huh? Hey. That's right. So hey. uh, so John's really not your real name, and you're really not calling from Charlottesville. You're, you're like a clandestine figure, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm retired. I can, I can use my real name now. Oh, shh, John, hey, they know. Don't, John. Don't, don't be messing around with those guys. You know those guys. They know everything. CIA, don't mess with CIA. And <laughs> mm. mm. hey, we appreciate your viewing, man. Appreciate you watching. John, thank you, and thanks for the kind words. Appreciate that. Um, look, I'm, I'm not telling tales out of school here. Uh, I'm just somebody that follows sports and slash for a living at times. Um, I would tell you the rise in college softball in this country is directly reflected upon the commitment that ESPN has made to the sport to bring it to the forefront and do it in a way that makes it and it is a big event uh they have uh, i mean the leadership at espn the people involved in those productions the wonderful people doing it um college softball has gone to a level part and parcel because of the commitment that's been made and the investment that's been made and everybody's to be congratulated in addition to the investment the schools have made across the country, especially in this conference, to making that a primary sport, a premium spectator event. Uh, college baseball on this channel, college baseball on the ESPN family of networks, college baseball in general. Um, we just wrapped up. In fact, I exchanged text with Mike Monaco the other day, who I thought did a terrific job in Omaha at the College World Series and had a chance to be on the call of the championship game Sunday between Oklahoma and Ole Miss. Um once again, Phil Orleans, Scott Gustafson, Elon Grad, uh, were all out there. And, and that product pack, as you well know, Omaha is a terrific event for spectators and everybody involved out there did a great job. If we've accomplished, and you know this, we've talked about it occasionally, we know football and men's basketball and women's basketball, but we wanted to bring those people to the forefront of all the other sports too. Sports that maybe we weren't even familiar with when we started. Women's lacrosse would be a good example for me. Men's lacrosse would be a good example. Um, field hockey. Uh, you know, wrestling. yesterday Andres Pedroso was on here. Wrestling. Wrestling. Um, you know, that, especially those type sports. Those were, those were really important things for us. And um, hopefully we've introduced you to not only sports – but also the young people who were playing them and the coaches who were passionate about them. That was, it, it, it's safe to say, that was one of our goals when we started this thing, right? Uh, in fact, it was the goal, was that we were going to talk about everybody in the league and all sports. And uh, could we have done just a football show? Sure. I mean, that to me is the easiest part of the gig in some respects. Uh, but the league mm-hmm. uh, is is great in so many things. And, and to me, I've said from day one, the stars of the show, other than Chester and Fuller here in the basement, are the student-athletes yep. in the league. And I, I think that if you yep. sample, and I'll get on the high horse here a second for the league, if you sample other conference networks, nobody interviews more student-athletes than we do. You know why? 
Because the right. student athletes in this league, number one, are the stars. And number two, the way they conduct themselves, you realize the quality right. of the student athlete and the academics that matter in this league. It has always mattered in the AECC. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what league or team you follow, uh, but I would put up the Atlantic Coast Conference against anybody when it comes to excellence in terms of, hey, do you win hardware? Yeah. But more importantly, are you a better person once you walk off that campus with your degree? Without question, that's the truth in this yep. conference, and that's not lip service. No and doubt. if you've watched this show over any of the you know 659 that we're eventually going to do, or the thousands of <coughs> radio shows, and you've heard so many different student athletes, I'm not talking just football. I'm talking about all the sports. You realize the quality of the league, and that's one of the things that yep. we've always wanted to do on this show is to say, hey, this is a conference show it's not just a football show it's not just a basketball show those are you know again you're going to get a ton of those but we've been able to i think Mm. to showcase other sports coaches and more importantly the student athletes that really are the stars and i don't think we should ever forget that and understand the quality that when they come on and they're cutting up whether they don't know us from the man on the moon but they act as if, hey, I can conduct an interview. I can have fun with you. I can be insightful. I can tell you a great story. I can bring you an, an array of emotions one way or the other in terms of what they're able to accomplish on or off the field. It's it's the cool thing to me about what the ACC stands for and always will stand for. Yep. Even in this day of name, image, and likeness yep. and the transfer portal and all the ills and evils that people have apparently of what college sports is about, it's still about getting your degree. You have to get a degree to be a better person moving forward, whether you're a professional athlete, whether you're doing radio, television, whether you're selling insurance or whether you own a business or whatever it is. I mean, that's to me what makes the ACC special. All right, let's get to uh, Michael in South Carolina. Michael, good morning. Good morning, man. Uh, I hate to use the the phrase long-time listener and watcher, first-time caller, but couldn't let this day go by and uh, not say goodbye. And uh, I know you're not leaving, but, you know, I've worked from home for on Fridays, and y'all been my Friday staple. And just started working on Tuesdays, and now you're leaving. So get, instead of getting y'all two days a week, I'll get you knowing. But I will sacrifice and just go back to working on Fridays from home if y'all will stay, so I'll have something good to watch on Friday. Michael, you know what stinks? And I hate to really be a bearer of bad news. Uh, our Friday shows are normally the worst day of the week. So if you would have been watching yeah, like on are. Mondays and Wednesdays, you really would have oh, been hooked. I mean, the fact that you get our worst day of the week, yeah. uh, we can't help you on that. But we'll do our better, a better job on that tomorrow when we say <laughs> adios to everybody. But we do appreciate you watching. That's well, very kind. Uh, Mark, Thank you, Michael. You know, That's I'm, awesome. Wait. Go ahead, Michael. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I've, I've listened to you when you were here on on the Columbia radio station and then get to see you and uh, and, and learn about Wes and his background. It's been great to, to watch you fellas, and I really enjoyed it. And uh, good luck in y'all's in, in your <coughs> moving forward. And I just have one last question for you, Mark, and I've always asked you. Yes, sir. How's the old man doing? Billy's doing okay. How's the uh, old man he, doing? Uh, he's, he's hanging in there doing his thing. It's been a tough year for the family. Uh, and Billy's had a couple things here recently where uh, we got to get make sure he's good to go. But he's rocking and rolling. He's still got a thousand business things happening. So uh, life is good on that front. And uh, again, just stay tuned as far as uh, future programming and all that stuff. I think you'll like what we're going to come up with. Yeah. Well, good luck and have enjoyed it very Thanks, much. Thanks, Michael. 
Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Oh, you bet. <clears throat> Packy used to listen to you in Columbia, old syndicated primetime with a Pac Man. Yeah, syndicated the old show Primetime with a Pac Man out of Charlotte on WFNZ. Yeah. Good times. The old Southern Fried That's Football it. Tour yeah, heading down to Columbia, South Carolina, parked at the Bojangles right across from Williams Price. <laughs> Had Nature Boy Ric Flair in the ORV one time down there for a Florida-South Carolina game. I thought we we're going to cause a riot. That was uh, that will be in the book too, by the way. Uh, I'm going to write a book eventually about all this crazy stuff. Y'all think I'm making all this stuff up? It's been a crazy ride, man. Crazy ride. Uh, when when we come back, we got Hall of Famers announced yesterday with yeah. ACC ties, uh, and. Yeah, last Friday at 9.59 we got something. But the call to the hall. That old boy from Spruce Pines going next on Packer and Durham. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you back to our exclusive coverage of Mark Packer Goes to Space. We're going flying, buddy. What kind of insurance policy do we have on this thing? Do we drop Chick-fil-A or Bojangles biscuits from it yet? Have we done that yet? By the way, is this thing flammable? <laughs> do we know that yet? John, I'm glad you, you're you're at the control because for a moment I thought that shoe was going into the roof. It's going to the roof. It's going to the back of the Ford F-150. One small step for the ACC. Oh, gosh. One giant leap for ACC Network. <laughs> That's become a tradition, by the way. That was the first shoe blimp fly. Uh, zip around the Greensboro Coliseum. We did that this past uh, March. I enjoyed it, even though I took out a little of the Virginia flag up there. Eh, sorry about that. Uh, just Bill Aaron Katzman on that one. We'll take care of it. But uh, I've enjoyed the shoe blimp flights. Now, that was fun. And I knew the day we walked in the Greensboro Coliseum to do that show, I remember walking in, looking around, and up in the upper deck corner, they had that shoe blimp parked. And I went, you know what? I wonder if somebody can get their hands on the remote. And we did. And I'm like, I'm going to fly that sucker today. And we did. And you were so nervous. God, were you nervous. You and all the ESPN executives were like, oh, my God, he is going to crash this thing and it's going to cost us thousands of dollars. Nope. Can I just tell you that this year, when you grab the control, this year, that was the original 2020. One step for ACC, one giant leap for ACC Network. Compliments to Armstrong. This year, yeah, when you grab the uh, remote this year and started flying it. Yeah. Liz Kitley, the ACC Player of the Year, was down on the floor warming up. Yeah, well, she and that shoe came flying over the top of her head, and yeah. the, the fear in her eyes was real. Well, it should have been. I mean, she got out of the way. She's smart. Again, student athletes in this league get it. They're like, oh, God, Pac's got the remote control. I knew what I was doing. I didn't even need to yeah. know what's this thing do. I had it all figured out. Yeah, sure. That's it. I, I did. All right. All right, let's uh, let's move along here before we get to the eight o'clock hour. Um, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but it is of note. There are some ACC ties to the list of new inductees into the college basketball, the NABC College Basketball Hall of Fame. Larry Miller was selected for induction with the class of 2022. One of the great ACC stars of the late 1960s. Larry Miller was a prolific scorer, 
and a terrific player for Coach Dean Smith. And uh, this is such a well-deserved honor pack for Larry Miller. Yeah, and I've been to Kansas City and have done shows from this event, and it's really cool. It's great. And uh, what Holly suggests, anybody, that's if you're going through Kansas City, grab you some barbecue and uh, go on by and check that out. And cool to see Roy Williams in there, too. And um, both of them, well-deserved to be in. You would always think, oh, they should have been in earlier. Hey, it's it's a really impressive list. Uh, when you, if you love college hoops, it's a cool deal to go check it out. And they normally tie that in. I know the dates haven't been announced, but it's normally tied into a, a basketball doubleheader in Kansas City. That's right. Uh, it's played uh, normally uh, kind of late November, uh, normally, give or take. That's it. Uh, but again, both those guys, terrific, well-deserved, and should have been in a long time ago. But uh, they're in there now, uh, just mm-hmm. like they're supposed to be. Yep. Uh, the other note that we were going to share with you <clears throat> was that last Friday morning at 9.59. Yeah, what's this story about? I mean, we literally, I mean, I'm telling you, we finished the show last Friday morning and the email, I mean, I literally finished recording the promo and looked down and there's the email announcing the ACC oh. Big Ten matchups. Yeah, right. 9.59, pack. Yeah, we could have helped them. I mean, that, we, we could have helped all the parties oh, at nine thirty. You could have let us know. We could, we'd have given you a little heads up on that, but that's all yeah, right. Yeah, we could have we could have announced all that, right? Yeah. But at nine fifty nine, the email came in, and uh, you know what? Here are the rundown. Here's the rundown of the games: uh, Minnesota, Virginia Tech, Pitt, Northwestern are the Monday night games. Um, you see, it'll be just the second meeting all time, and Minnesota comes to the castle. Uh, Pittsburgh will see Northwestern in Evanston at the Welsh Ryan Arena. Pitt leads that series 5-1. They've played recently as well in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Then we go to Tuesday night, half dozen games on Tuesday night. Uh, Syracuse at Illinois. Remember, Illinois has Kofi Coburn, who uh, ends up coming back, I think, for his next year. I mean, it got been to the draft twice. Uh, Maryland at Louisville. Penn State travels to Clemson. Virginia-Michigan pack. What do you think about that one? Uh, I like Virginia-Michigan. I like Maryland-Louisville. I mean, that's the old ACC. You're talking about some ACC ties now. Maryland old school, Louisville new school. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Payne taking things over, rocking and rolling. That game intrigues me a bunch. Uh, right. But Virginia-Michigan, of that list, if you said, listen, I get tickets to any game, uh, I, yeah. I would I would pick Virginia-Michigan. I think that would be outstanding. By the way, uh, Maryland now coached by a former Patino assistant, Kevin Willard, uh, coming back to the Derby City. Yep, that's a good Uh, one. Wake Forest at Wisconsin. That one feels interesting. Uh, Greg Gard and Steve Forbes. And then Georgia Tech visits Iowa. First time uh, the Jackets have gone back to Iowa City since an NIT quarterfinal win back in 2003 in a game that featured Chris Bosch believe it or not um then we go to wednesday night now this is the the money night if you will ohio state who beat duke in columbus last year goes to durham purdue at florida state uh matt painter's gonna have another good team and we expect leonard hamilton's team to uh to rebound from a tough season a year ago rutgers at miami pack 
That one, uh, I mean, they've done some good things in Piscataway. In Miami, we, you know, we know that Isaiah Wong and Nigel Pack will be at the front of that attack. Well, the next game, North Carolina at Indiana. You're talking about Blue Bloods. Uh, North Carolina, in my opinion, will be preseason number one. Worst case scenario, they'll be preseason number two. Uh, Indiana still right. talking about uh, what they did in the 80s. Uh, I need to get in the real world a second, but the crowd there is awesome. Bloomington will be rocking an incredible home court advantage. Uh, but that'll be kind of cool to see those old school teams getting after in terms of blue bloods and all that yep. stuff. I, I love everything about that. Uh, Izzo and Mike Bray, Michigan State at Notre Dame. And BC goes out to Nebraska. Fred Horberg trying to get to Cornhuskers back straight. But Earl Grant's team... Uh, Quentin Post and the Eagles with their style of play. That'll be a handful for, I think, the Huskers out there in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. So there it is. That's late November 28, 29, and 30 for those games uh, on the ESPN family of networks, by the way. And important games. That that email came out at 9.59 last Friday. Right. And important games, obviously, after what we preached uh, all year long in basketball as far as your narrative, right? The narrative. You hear that all the time. The narrative. Uh, Do you beat anybody of note? The ACC did not do a great job early last year in men's basketball. And that ACC Big Ten Challenge has always been good. Games have always been competitive. Great venues. The Big Ten's a great basketball league even though they've not won the natty since Tom Mizzo back in 2000 Uh, and of course the ACC I think is going to have a monster year coming off a march in which everybody went "Uh uh-huh told you so so it should be fun but again that seems like a million years from now since we're 58 days away from the start of the college football season basketball seems like forever but you know how this goes man we get to the middle of October we're rolling the ball out and there's gonna be a lot of teams traveling internationally in about a month so uh, all that's coming your way man we kind of go through this dead period for the next couple of weeks. Media days start, college football is here, and then basketball is right behind it. All right, we're an hour in on the Thursday show. When we come back, we will get to your phone calls and Packer updates our tote board. Yep, we're making progress. We're making progress. All right, we'll check in with you next on Packer and Durham. Tune into Packer and Durham weekday mornings from 7 to 10 Eastern for the best conversations about everything from the ACC. Find it on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371, and streaming on the ESPN app.